Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Cold Talk. I'm your host Cole Martins. Thank you guys for joining me here today. For the latest information on the show, you can follow me on Twitter and like me on Facebook at Cold Talk. That is at C-O-L-E-T-T-A-L-K. Either you can message me questions or topics like you hear in the show, even tweet with me during the events. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe and or follow button to get alerts when the newest episodes are released. All those episodes are on all the major platforms, including Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, iHeartRadio, and all the other major plat- uh, platforms out there. Again, don't forget to subscribe and or follow the alerts when those newest episodes are released. And again, thank my brother Landon Martins for the amazing artwork on the page. If you see some more of his work, you can visit his Instagram at Mr. Fancy Land. That is at M-R-F-A-N-C-Y-L-A-N. Coming up on today's episode, we'll be talking about week nine in the NFL. Yes, we are just about at the halfway point of the season in the NFL. Crazy that we have already been this far. It seems like these months have flown by so quickly. It's already November. We're already into Thanksgiving month. We have a lot of big things happening. And before we know, it's going to be December, and we're going to be on the playoff run. A lot of great things happening. Of course, this week there was the trade deadline as well. So we're going to go over all the trades that happened. Uh, during the trade deadline, go over everything that happened, my thoughts on each of the trades as well. So we'll go over that here at the beginning of the show. We'll also talk about each of the performances from last week from each of the teams and how they did throughout last week's games. And I'll also talk about who I think is going to pick up the wins this week as well. Like I mentioned, uh, it is already November. It's crazy to think it's been November already. And of course, November 1st was the trade deadline for the NFL. So some big name, some big name players moving around, some mid-pack players moving around as well as some teams are trying to get a little better some teams just trying to find some replacement positions to try to fill in what they might need here in the future uh some teams sold some teams even sold and bought a little bit as well so let's go over the trade de- trade deadline here and what trades were made and we'll start with probably the biggest trade on the day during the trade deadline was from the denver Broncos who traded pass rusher bradley chubb and a 2025 fifth round pick to the Miami Dolphins for a 2023 first round pick. That is the San Francisco 49ers uh, first round pick that the Dolphins will be trading in this one. And also a 2024 fourth round pick. And they also included running back Chase Edmonds in that trade as well. So the Broncos trying to get some more draft picks here in the future. And they were able to get a first round draft pick for Chubb. So a pretty decent trade for, I think for both sides on this one. Uh, Broncos getting some draft capital off this one, getting a first-round pick for next year, which this team uh, probably needs to add a little bit more to their arsenal a little bit for next year. Is right now not having the best record. They aren't completely out of the playoff race yet, uh, but it'll be good to get a, another first-round pick to add on to help out that team for next year. Also able to add another running back th- back there with uh, Williams being hurt and Melvin Gordon st- uh, still looks like he's on the fence a little bit. Uh, he might be able to help out in that backfield and make another, another two-headed monster back there for at least the remainder of this season. Uh, and then for Miami Dolphins, of course, being that chub to that defensive line, uh, going to be very big. I'll add another big pass rusher to that team. We'll see what he'll be able to do for this Miami Dolphins team and what he'll be able to do possibly uh, this coming week as well. But again, a big addition to the Miami Dolphins defense as Bradley Chubb looking to help the Dolphins make a little bit of a playoff push, maybe put some pressure on a uh, division leader right now, the Buffalo Bills, uh, Josh Allen and company, and try to get a run to possibly win that division. Bears also made a couple of deals during the trade deadline as well. Actually, more than a couple of deals in the trade deadline. They made three trades in this on this deadline. I uh, will start off with them who they traded away, which the Bears traded 
defense and Robert Quinn to the Philadelphia Eagles for only a fourth round pick, which I was kind of surprised by. I think they could have got a little bit more for that, possibly. At least a third or second I would have thought they would have got for that. But the Eagles kind of get a steal in this one, in my opinion. Again, another team adding to their defensive line. A team that's already very good and it has a very good defense. So now adding another pass rusher to this team. Uh, could make this defense a little bit more destructible for this Eagles team. So a great a deal for the Eagles in this one. Uh, adding another great defensive lineman to their team. Also, the Bears trade away linebacker Raquan Smith to the Baltimore Ravens for a second and fifth round pick. That is from multiple sources. Uh, again, another good trade, I think, for both sides on this one, at least. Again, the Bears at least getting a little bit more something out of this trade, getting a second round pick out of it, including a fifth round pick, which is a big help, I think, to their draft stock for next year. And for the Ravens, adding a good linebacker to that team, a defense that struggled so far this year. I think they're about mid-pack, I would say. I would say fully struggling, but still not as good as they were hoping it would be. And they are in the run for a division uh, championship as well, as I believe they are currently first in that division, uh, but want to continue to pull away from the rest of the, everybody else. So let's see if the Ravens' defense is a little better, adding Smith to that linebacker position. Also, the Bears uh, made a trade and got a receiver on the day as the Pittsburgh Steelers traded wide receiver Chase Claypool to the Chicago Bears for a 2023 second-round pick. So they gain a second-round pick from the Ravens, and they trade their own away to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So the Bears now adding a Claypool to their receiving core. Uh, that should be able to help Justin Fields out a little bit as well, able to help out Mooney, maybe get him open a little bit more. So a couple of threats now on this Bears offense, and also a good deal for the Steelers as well as they're able to get a second-round pick for next year's draft. Also, the Detroit Lions traded tight end TJ Hawkinson. This one hurt my heart a little bit because TJ Hawkinson was my favorite player on the Lions, as me being a Lions fan. But they trade uh, Hawkinson and a 2023 and 2024 fourth-round picks to the Minnesota Vikings. So trading them within the division for a 2023 second-round pick and a 2024 third-round pick. Again, I'm not mad about the decision, even though I am upset because he was my favorite player on the Lions. Uh, but the Lions were able to get a second-round pick and third-round pick, uh, second-round pick for next year, which is a big help. So now we have two first-round picks and two second-round picks next year. I think we have two third-round picks as well, I want to say. I can't fully remember. But either way, we got a third-round pick for 2024 as well. And for the Minnesota Vikings, they get a great tight end out of this. Uh, I think he could be better than what he shows. Uh, things are saying that the Lions decided not to decided to trade him because they were worried about how much it's going to cost next year and didn't want to deal with the contract. Uh, so that's why he was given away. So again, a major loss for the Lions offense, in my opinion. Uh, but if they knew they, were, they didn't want to spend the money, might as well get rid of them when they had the chance and get some more draft capital off it, which I think it's a win for both teams overall. Also, the San Francisco 49ers trade running back Jeff Wilson to the Miami Dolphins for a fifth-round pick. Of course, last week, we the Niners traded for Christian McCaffrey, so the running back room was getting a little bit crowded. So they decided to give away Wilson to Miami, which I just mentioned a little bit earlier. Miami traded their running back Chase Edmonds to the Broncos, so they were able to add another running back in the process and getting Wilson and only giving up a fifth-round pick to do it. So again, uh, good for both sides. Niners got a little bit of trap capital for a running back they probably aren't going to be using too much anymore. And the Dolphins now add another running back to their backfield. And probably the most surprising trade on the day was the Atlanta Falcons trading wide receiver Kelvin Ridley to the Jacksonville Jaguars for a 2023 fifth-round pick and a 2024 second-round pick. So again, I think a win for both teams. Uh, Kelvin Ridley, of course, suspended this year for gambling on a game uh, in 2021. Of course, he gambled on the Falcons-Jaguars game, so kind of funny that both teams are involved in this trade. Uh, so the Jaguars are going to be getting a good receiver to the, for the 2023 season. Uh, but for the Atlanta Falcons, they were able to add a draft pick for next year and adding a second-round pick in 2024. So a good deal for the Falcons, I believe, as well for their future. So again, I think another trade where both teams win. 
Uh, they named us Colts trade running back Nakeen Hines to the Buffalo Bills for running back Zach Moss and a six-round pick. Again, another way I believe both teams win. Buffalo Bills adding a good pass receiving running back. So I think Hines will be great for the Buffalo Bills to add on to Josh Allen and that already potent offense to begin with. And Zach Moss, a uh, running back, still kind of de- developing a little bit. i get him behind uh, Jonathan Taylor as the backup running back. Let him learn behind him. And possibly we'll see if he can spark something and get something going in his career. And also the Colts got a little six-round pick out of it too. So never hurts to add a little bit of draft capital as well. Next, we have the New York Giants trading wide receiver Cardarius Tooney to the Kansas City Chiefs for a conditional third and sixth-round pick. As according to Adam Schefter at ESPN, uh, this trade, the Giants weren't really using Tooney too much anyways. He's been hurt quite a bit throughout his career. So they figured they'd try to get something out of it. And they're able to get a third and sixth-round pick for next year out of it. Uh, a lot of people are very high on Tooney now because he's on the Kansas City Chiefs. So we'll just have to wait and see what he will do with the team. But we'll see if the speedster can do anything to help out with Patrick Mahomes and that very good Kansas City Chiefs offense. Also, some other little trades that happened throughout the day. New York Jets trade for pass rusher Jacob Martin and a 2024 fifth-round pick to the Broncos for a 2024 fourth-round pick. Uh, so, again, a little bit of help for the Broncos who just traded away Chubb. So, it's adding Martin to try to replace him a little bit on that defensive line. And also, the Washington Commanders trade cornerback Will Jackson the third and a 2025 seventh-round pick to the Pittsburgh Steelers for a 2025 sixth-round pick. So, again, trading picks three years in the future here. And also, they... Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers were able to add a, an extra quarterback cornerback to their team with Will Jackson III. So a lot of good action happening in this trade deadline. A lot of big trades. Like I mentioned, Chubb going. We had McCaffrey going the week prior. Quinn going to the Eagles. Chubb going to the Miami Dolphins, I should mention. Smith going to the Ravens. Claypool going to Chicago. So Steelers looking like they're trying to add some picks for next year as they see their season's already over. Lions adding some picks to their season's over as they trade Hawkinson to the Minnesota Vikings. So Hawkinson will be able to play his formal team here in Detroit in December. So that should be interesting to see how the reaction will be to that one. Uh, Calvin Ridley surprisingly going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we'll see what kind of what kind of this impact you have on that offense next year when he is off his suspension. And of course, Hines going to Buffalo. I think that would be great for Hines. I think he's going to be a great pass catching back for them in Buffalo. Uh, should be very interesting to see how this is. But a very interesting trade deadline. Uh, a lot of good things happening across the NFL on that one. So we'll see uh, what teams are able to benefit off those trades and see if that, how much those players will be able to help that team. And we'll see uh, the teams that are, of course, selling as well. What kind of impact they'll have in the NFL draft uh, this year and next year, of course. Uh, I mean, next year, the year prior with the 2023-2024 picks getting traded away. We'll see what kind of impact that could have on the future for those teams later on down the line. But an interesting trade deadline overall. Uh, some good players getting moved around. And we'll see, again, what kind of impact they can have for their new teams. But let's get into week nine now as we have a total of six teams on by during this week. So we have a total of 13 games on the week this week, so I think this is the smallest week game-wise on the season. So again, six teams on by. We'll start off with the first team, the Cleveland Browns, who were able to pick up a win on Monday Night Football, beating the Cincinnati Bengals 32-13. I did not put the record on here, so let me double-check that one real quickly. Uh, but the so far, the Cleveland Browns are at a record of 3-5 and five going into their bye week. Uh, I guess the Bengals quarterback Jacoby Brissett had a really good game this one, throwing 17 for 22, 278 yards, one touchdown passing, and one rushing touchdown. 
Wide receiver Amari Cooper continues to be a bright spot for this Cleveland team. Five receptions for 131 yards and a touchdown. Running back Nick Chubb uh, continuing to look good. 101 yards and two touchdowns in the game. Wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones, four receptions for 81 yards. And defensive end Miles Garrett getting in the backfield on Jared Burrow, getting a one and a half sacks in the game. So the Cleveland Browns looking to try and remain in that division race. Uh, had to get a win here against the Bengals. That's exactly what they did. So knocking the Bengals off a tie for that division lead. And now the Browns remain two spots behind the Ravens. So still in striking distance uh, here halfway through the season. So we'll see if they can try to make a run with this after this bye week and see if they can do anything to possibly try to get into the playoffs and possibly win the AFC North. Next up, we have the Dallas Cowboys who come into their bye week with a record of 6-2. and two. They were able to beat the Bears last week, 49-21. to 21. Running back Ty- Tony uh, Pollard, Pollard. Pollard, I should say, 231 yards and three total touchdowns in this game. Uh, of course, he benefited with Ezekiel Elliott being out of this game. So, Pollard looking very impressive in this one. As a lot of people are questioning, asking if he should be the running back one for this team no matter what. I want to see what the future holds for this Dallas Cowboys team. But quarterback Dak Pres- Prescott also had a good game as well. 21 for 27, 250 yards, two touchdowns. Did throw one interception, but had a rushing touchdown as well. Wide receiver CD Lamb led the receiving with five receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown. Tight end Dalton Schultz with six receptions for 74 yards. Also tight end Jake Ferguson with a touchdown as well. And linebacker Mika Parsons continued to add on to his very strong season with a 36-yard fumble return for a touchdown. So the Dallas Cowboys are looking good going into their bye week. Currently, of course, a game and a half, or I'd say two, okay, about a game and a half currently back of the Eagles going into week nine, as of course the Eagles being undefeated right now sitting at 7-0, and uh, more than likely going to 8-0 as we'll go over their game here in a little bit, but the uh, Cowboys right now in playoff spot, they are the five seed I believe currently in the playoffs as the top team, wild card team right now, uh, but again, Cowboys looking good so far this season, they of course didn't have Dak Prescott for the first uh, they had the first game where he got hurt, but for four games in the season, they did not have him, which uh, Cooper Rush did a great job controlling this team throughout the, his injury, only losing one game. But so far, the Dallas Cowboys looking pretty good so far this year, and they look to keep things rolling after the bye week. The Denver Broncos come into their bye week with a record of 3-5, and five, as last week they were able to take a much-needed win against the Jacksonville Jaguars over in London, 21-17. to Quarterback Russell Wilson led the way with 252 yards passing, one touchdown, and one interception. Tight end Greg uh, Dulci with four receptions for 87 yards. Wide receiver Jerry Judy with six receptions for 63 yards and one touchdown. Wide receiver KJ Hamler with two receptions for 52 yards. Running back Latavius Murray led the backfield with 46 yards and a touchdown. And running back Melvin Gordon, the third, also with a touchdown in this game. So the Broncos coming in their bye week. Again, like I mentioned, they much needed win. Uh, they have been struggling so far this year. So Russell Wilson has been beat, banged and beat up as well. Uh, currently right now, the Broncos are two games behind the Kansas City Chiefs for the division lead in the AFC West. So they're going to need some help after this bye week. If they're going to or have to go on a run here and after this bye week, if they're going to try to keep up the Chiefs, which are uh, easily one of the top teams in the NFL. And we'll also see how the Broncos are going to do, again, like I mentioned, without Chubb on the defensive side. That uh, could be a major loss to that defense. And also able to add a running back in that trade as well with Chase Edmonds. So we'll see if he, how he gets involved in the backfield as well. Uh, but the Broncos are going to need to make a run here if they're going to try to make, a play, make it to the playoffs. Uh, of course, losing one of their best defensive players as well could be a big hurt for this defense. But we'll see what they're able to do during this bye week and see if they can do anything coming out of that bye week as well. 
The Giants come into their bye week and it's a record of a surprising record of six and two, but then suffer their second loss of the season last week to the Seattle Seahawks at 27 to 13. Quarterback Daniel Jones in that one, 176 yards passing, and has also sacked five times in that game. Wide receiver Darius Slayton with five receptions for 66 yards. Tight end Tanner Hudson with three receptions for 58 yards. Running back Shaquan Barkley with 53 yards and a touchdown. The Giants come in the bye week again with a record a lot better than what I think a lot of people were expecting at six and two. Uh, currently also in the, the NFC East, which they are currently tied with the Dallas Cowboys. Again, a game and a half back of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, but this Giants team, uh, we're, we, a lot of people were expecting them to make a move during this trade deadline, but they did not. Uh, a lot of people expect them to try to add a receiver to help out Daniel Jones a little bit more and help out the receiving core. They did not. So that might lead to some troubles possibly in the future for the Giants, but that defense has been doing a good job so far this year. They've been able to help out this offense, even though this offense is not that strong and potent. Uh, pretty much depends on how Barkley plays is how this team plays. Uh, if he doesn't get a lot of yards, this offense is going to struggle. So we'll see if they can keep, keep the ball rolling here in the second half of the season. Uh, but the Giants are looking pretty strong right now with a 6-2 record going into their bye. Uh, 15 in their bye week this week would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who come to their bye with a record of two and six. Last week, getting beat up by the Philadelphia Eagles, 35 to 13. Quarterback Kenny Pickett in that one, 191 yards, one interception, was sacked six times in that game. Tight end uh, Pat Fryer moved, led the receiving with four receptions, 57 yards. Running back Jalen Warren with, led the backfield with 50 yards rushing. And the one touchdown that came from the game was from wide receiver Chase Claypool to fullback Derek Watt for a one-yard touchdown. Of course, Chase Claypool not a part of the Pittsburgh Steelers anymore. He is now joined the Chicago Bears, so we'll see what he'll be able to do with the Bears this week as they get ready to play, which we'll talk about later on here in the game. Uh, but in this one, uh, also Pittsburgh Steelers have announced that TJ Watt will return from the IR, so I'd expect him to be back once they return from their bye week. But the Steelers' uh, season pretty much already looking like it might be over, so kind of time for Kenny Pickett to learn a little bit more uh, about this year about the NFL and what it's like to be an NFL QB. So we'll see if Kenny Pickett will be able to do anything for this offense for the remainder of the season. Uh, but a good chance for him now to learn and hopefully he gets a better protection than he did against the Eagles because he got beat up in that one. Uh, with the Eagles coming this 2-6, and six, their season pretty much already over. So again, just kind of time for this team to learn a little bit and see what they can kind of get, how they can get ready uh, for the 2023 season. And the last team on by is the San Francisco 49ers, who are right now at 4-4, four and four, a game back of the Seattle Seahawks in the division. Last week, they were able to beat another division team in the NFC West as they beat the Los Angeles Rams 31-14. to Running back Christian McCaffrey in a second game with the Niners having a fantastic game, going for 94 yards rushing and a touchdown, 8 receptions, 55 yards and a touchdown. Also, why not add a 34-yard passing touchdown to those totals as well as he's the first player to pass, receive, and rush for a touchdown since 2005, that's according to ESPN. So McCaffrey already having a major impact on this team in the second game with the Niners. Quarterback Jamie Garoppolo also having a great game. 21 for 25, 235 yards and two touchdowns. Wide receiver Brandon Ayuk with six receptions for 81 yards and a touchdown. Tight end Ross Dewelly with a receiving touch, uh, one reception for 56 yards. And tight end George Kittle. Had a touchdown in this game as well. So the Rams starting to look pretty good now as... Excuse me, the Rams. The 49ers starting to get the ball rolling now a little bit. Coming in their bye because they go to 4-4 four and four going into, again, only a game back of the Seahawks. So they are in still good striking distance for that division lead. Uh, now with McCaffrey in the back, this offense gets a lot more potent as we've seen in now another week for this team to get healthy. Of course, last week they did not have Debo Samuel, which is one of their, their star receiver. We're still able to do that to the Rams, so it makes you question how much stronger can this team be once they're at full strength, as we might be able to 
see that after this bye week. So the Niners continue to look very impressive uh, going into this bye week, and we'll see if they can continue that going out of their bye week. But again, the Niners go into 4-4, four and four, and are uh, going to be looking to make a run here after the bye week to see if they can catch Seattle and take over that division lead and win the NFC West. Now we are through all the bye week teams. Let's go into the 13 games on the week. In week 9 in the NFL, we'll start off with Thursday Night Football, which we have the Philadelphia Eagles, the only undefeated team remaining in the NFL, going against one of the worst teams in the NFL, the Houston Texans at 1-5-1. and one. Last week, the Eagles were able to pick up their 7th win of the season against the Pittsburgh Steelers, 35-13. What is your A.J. Brown going off in this game? Six receptions for 156 yards and three touchdowns in the game. I believe he had all three of those touchdowns in the first half, so an impressive game by A.J. Brown. Quarterback Jalen Hurt with 285 yards passing and four total touchdowns in the game. Running back Miles Sanders with 78 yards rushing and a touchdown. Tight end Dallas Goddard with six receptions for 64 yards. Why does he resent Purcell, Purcell with two receptions for 57 yards and a touchdown. And defense tackle Javon Hartgrave with a two sacks in the game. So the Eagles continue to look impressive beating up on the other team that is in Pennsylvania, the Pittsburgh Steelers. As they beat them up and take the win in this one. Again, to remain undefeated at 7-0. As now they look to keep the ball rolling against the Houston Texans. Who ended up losing to the Titans last week, 17-10. Quarterback David Mills in that game only threw for 152 yards. One touchdown and one interception. Leading receiver was Brandon Cooks. Who had four receptions for 73 yards. And star running back Damian uh, Pierce with 35 yards rushing. But did have a receiving touchdown in that game. Also, some uh, bad news for the Texans uh, coming out of last week as well. Houston Texans head coach Lovey Smith and us wide receiver Nico Collins uh, is not out for the season at least, but he does have a groin injury that will take him out for some time. That is according to Sleeper. So, a uh, big loss for Mills and this offense as their leading receiver is going to be out here for a little bit. So, that means Brandon Cooks will probably be the lead receiver in this one for this team. But a lot of things to look at uh, for this Houston team as they are struggling all around so far this year in. Uh, I don't expect them to do anything in this game as I'm expecting Eagles to roll in this one and beat up on this Houston Texas team. Uh, I, I, there's no question. I don't be surprised if A.J. Brown has another big game for over 125 yards in this one. Hurts, I'm expecting to have a big game. Sanders will have a good game on the ground as well, I believe. Uh, it will be an all-around uh, great effort by this Eagles team I'm expecting against this Houston team. No questions asked in this one. The Eagles, I think, are going to pick up the win on Thursday Night Football and beat the Houston Texans. And the Eagles will remain undefeated and go to 8-0 on the season. Now let's head to our 1 o'clock games on Sunday. Uh, that's Eastern Standard Time Zone, 1 o'clock games on Sunday. And we'll start off with the Los Angeles Chargers at 4-3, taking on the Atlanta Falcons at 4-4. I just mentioned the NFC South leading the Atlanta Falcons as well. Uh, last week, the Chargers beat, uh, excuse me, last week, the Chargers were on the bye. So they had a little week to rest uh, to help this team out a little bit. So that team, a team that needs a lot of rest as well. They have quite a few injuries on this team. But over their leading players on offense, Quarterback Justin Herbert led the way with 209 yards passing so far this year, which is fifth in the NFL. 12 touchdowns was tied for seventh, and four interceptions was tied for the 10th least in the NFL. So Justin Herbert having a pretty good season so far. Sadly, the record not fully where he wants it to be, but again, uh, Herbert having a good year so far. Running back Austin Eckler having a pretty good year, even though his running stats don't show it too much. He's only ran for 100, 380 yards so far this year. It has five touchdowns, which is tied for six in the NFL. Uh, receiving is what he's been doing a lot of this year. 53 receptions so far this year, which is fourth in the NFL. Three, 
157 yards receiving and three touchdowns. So a great year for Austin Eckler right now. I believe he is the number one running back in fantasy football right now. So again, Eckler doing a lot to help out this offense passing and rushing wise. And the leading receiver going in this week is uh, wide receiver Mike Williams with 37 receptions, 495 yards and three touchdowns. But the bad news for him is that they believe he will be out for a minimum of four weeks with an injury, as according to Sleepers. So Mike Williams will be out here for a little bit. I believe it was a foot injury, if I can remember off the top of my head. Uh, but again, Mike Williams will be out here for a while. So a big loss for this Chargers team. So he will going to be uh, missed by this team. But we'll see if Keenan Allen uh, will be able to step back in. Uh, as he should be possibly questionable going in this week. So we'll see if he'll be able to play or not. So far, Keenan Allen has really not been too much this year. He's been injured for the majority of the season, only having six receptions for 77 yards. But for this uh, Chargers offense so far this year, they are eighth overall in total yards at 368 yards per game. Passing yards, they are fourth with 279 yards per game. But rushing, they have been struggling. With, they are 27th with 89 total yards per game. Uh, they are also 11th in points per game with 23. On the defensive side, they allow the 20th most yards so far this year with 3,358 yards per game. 18th in passing with 220 yards allowed per game. And 27th in rushing with 138 yards per game. And so far, points allowed per game is second from last with 27. So uh, defense not looking too strong for the Chargers team. The offense looking good. Uh, but they are do it turnover-wise, they are winning it. Uh, so so far this year with a plus two uh, differential with nine total turnovers on defense, seven on offense. But again, a Chargers team that is playing decent so far this year, but we're expecting a little bit more out of them, I feel like. Especially that defense. But again, that defense has been banged up quite a bit this year. They've already lost J.C. Jackson for the season as well. So this Chargers team trying to get things figured out. And that bye week came Pike came at a pretty good time with this team being beat up. So we'll see if they'll be able to take advantage of that bye week as they take on the Atlanta Falcons, who end up beating the Carolina Panthers 37-34 in a crazy overtime game. A crazy game overall, I should say. Uh, quarterback Marcus Mariota led the team with 253 yards passing, three touchdowns, but did have two interceptions in that one. Quarterback Caleb Huntley with 91 yards rushing. Tonight, Kyle Pitts having a good game in this one with five receptions for 80 yards and a touchdown. Wide receiver uh, Demir Bird with three receptions for 67 yards and a touchdown. One back Tyler Elgier with a touchdown as well. As linebacker Lizondo, L- Laron- Lorenzo Carter with 28-yard interception return for a touchdown. And kicker Young Hugh Q Koo with a three, went three for three on field goals in that game. But again, a crazy game for the Atlanta Falcons. The game looked like that they might have lost because they ended up allowing a touchdown with about 20 seconds left. Uh, all the Panthers had to do was make an extra point to tie the game. But they did also get a 15-yard penalty because Moore took off his helmet while celebrating in the end zone. That made it a long extra point, which they ended up missing. Went to overtime. Their kick, uh, Carolina's kicker ended up missing a, another. They missed a field goal, which allowed the Atlanta Falcons to go downfield and win the game off a field goal of their own. Uh, so a crazy game for that one, but it allowed the Atlanta Falcons to take control of the NSE South now as they are the division leader. As the Saints and Buccaneers are tied at three and five, with the Panthers being at two and six. If they would have lost the game, we would have had a four-way tie for the division lead, which has been very interesting at this point in the season. But Atlanta Falcons continue to control that division, and now they get ready to take on the Atlanta Charge, uh, Los Angeles Chargers in this one. Uh, this game uh, could be a very interesting one. I think uh, could possibly come down the wire with the way both these defenses have been playing so far this year. 
But in this one, I got to go with the Los Angeles Chargers. I think they just have too much power on this offense. I think they'll be able to get an upset. I don't know if you want to consider it upset on the road. I think they're probably the favorite in this game. But I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons winning this one. I think they just have the better team over. Excuse me, Los Angeles Chargers, I think, are going to win this one. I just think they have the overall better team. It's going to be a close game, I think. I just think it could be a three-point game at the end of it. But I do see the Chargers pick up the win in this one and move it to 5-3 and three on the season. Next, we have the 5-3 Miami Dolphins taking on the 3-5 Chicago Bears. Last night, Miami was able to beat the Detroit Lions 31-27. Quarterback Tua Tagovailoa in that game, rolling 29 for 36 for 382 yards passing and three touchdowns. Wide receiver Tyreek Hill having a big game in this one, 12 receptions for 188 yards. And for wide receiver Jalen Waddle, he also had a great game, 8 receptions for 106 yards and two touchdowns. Leading the backfield is Raheem Mostert with 64 yards rushing. And fullback Alec Ingold and tight end Mike Jasicki with a touchdown both in this game. Also some uh, bad news for the Miami Dolphins in this game as well as they uh, end up losing safety Brandon Jones for the season with a torn ACL. So again, Brandon Jones out for the remainder of the season with a torn ACL. So uh, some major loss for the Miami Dolphins in that one. But overall, the Miami Dolphins able to pick up a win trying to... Stay with the Buffalo Bills, who only have one loss on the season. But either way, Miami Dolphins is currently in the wild card, so they're trying to stay in that spot as well. So we'll see what this Miami offense team is able to do. Now, of course, adding a great player with Bradley Chubb to their defense. We'll see what kind of impact he could have in his first game with the team. But it should be interesting to see how that is going to go. Also adding running back Jeff Wilson as well. We'll see if he'll be able to help out in the backfield as well for this Dolphins team. As they get ready to go against the Chicago Bears, who ended up losing to the Cowboys last week, 49-29. to Running back Khalid Herbert with 99 yards, rushing, and a touchdown. Quarterback Justin Fields was accurate in this game, going 17 for 23, but only threw for 151 yards. And had two touchdowns in the game, was also sacked four times, but he did run for 60 yards and a touchdown in the game as well. Uh, then also wide receiver Darnell Mooney with five receptions for 70 yards. Running back David Montgomery with 53 yards rushing and a fumble loss in the game. And wide receiver Nikhil Harry and tight end Cole Komet each had a touchdown in this game as well. Of course, the Bears also adding wide receiver Chase Claypool. So we'll see what kind of impact that will have on this offense. I'm expecting this offense to look a little better this week. I'm expecting, uh, hopefully, uh, Fields can get over 200 yards rushing in a game here soon. Now he has another weapon on his team. We'll see if this is able to help out this Bears offense. Of course, this Bears defense is going to look a lot weaker, trading away two of their best players on that defensive side. Uh, but in this one, I got to go with the Dolphins on the road. Yes, they're going to be heading to Chicago in this game. But this Dolphins offense, I'm expecting they have uh, big plans in this one like they had against the Lions. With the Bears losing now two of their best defensive players, I'm not expecting this defense to do too much against this Miami's offense that is very potent, that can do a lot of things to you. Uh, very fast team. Uh, then for the Chicago Bears, I'm expecting more out of the offense this week. I'm expecting them to put up points on the Dolphins as well. But I see the Dolphins win this one by 7 to 10 points, I'm going to say. And they should win this one on the road and go to 6-3 and three on the season. Next, we have the 2-6 and six Carolina Panthers taking on the 4-4 four and four Cincinnati Bengals. Last week, the Carolina Panthers took a devastating loss to the Falcons, 37-34 in overtime. Uh, at the end of this game, QB P.J. Walker was able to find D.J. Moore pretty much on a Hail Mary to uh, tie the game up at 34. All they had to do was make the extra point, which, again, like I mentioned before, Moore took his helmet off. They mixed the extra point because of that. Because uh, I think a 48-yard extra point was missed. They had a chance to take the win the game in overtime with a field goal. I think it was a 37-yard field goal. That was missed. So uh, just a couple of big chances for the Carolina to pick up a win and have a be tied 
with every team in their division for the that lead, but could not do it, and they suffered the loss and go to two and six on the season. Uh, in this game, cute quarterback T.J. Walker threw for 317 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Whereas for J.J. Moore having a great game, six receptions for 152 yards and a touchdown. We have Deontay Foreman with 118 yards rushing and three total touchdowns this game. You picked up him up in fantasy football. Congratulations to you on that one because I went another great game by him. Wide receiver Trance, uh, Marsh, uh, Terrence Marshall Jr. with four receptions for 87 yards as well. So Carolina looking pretty good on offense last week uh, going against a weak defense as they get ready to go against another defense that has been struggling so far this year. That is the Cincinnati Bengals who lost to the Cleveland Browns last week 32-13. to Quarterback Joe Burrow in this game for 232 yards, two touchdowns, interception. Was also sacked five times and lost a fumble as well. Leading receiver in this game was wide receiver T. Higgins with three receptions for 49 yards and a touchdown. Running back J. Joe Mixon with 27 yards rushing. And wide receiver Tyler Boyd with a touchdown as well. And we might be where Jamar Chase might be in this one. Well, he was injured last the week prior and he will be out at least four to six weeks through the hairline hip fracture and a torn labrum as according to multiple sources so they are not placing him an IR so they're hoping he will be back sooner rather than later but Jamar Chase is going to be out here for a little bit which you can see in this game against the Browns is a big factor in this one it caused the uh, Bengals not to look like their usual self on offense Jamar Chase is such a huge weapon for this team and he, having him gone is going to be a big loss for this team uh, so this game could be a little bit more interesting than a lot of people think that it could be uh, again both defenses not too great We'll see if the Carolina Panthers can try to take advantage of the Cincinnati Bengals defense that is weak. We'll see if P.J. Walker can keep it going. But in this one, i got to go with the Bengals. Yes, Carolina has been on a good run lately, and they have been looking stronger and stronger each week, even though they have traded away Christian McCaffrey and other uh, players as well. I, I think actually Christian McCaffrey is the only player they traded away. Um, oh, they actually traded uh, Rod, Rod, Rod B. Anderson away as well to the Carolina, Car, uh, the Carolina Arizona Cardinals. Uh, prior to that trade as well. But again, this offense still looking pretty good so far this year. Defense still needs some work. But again, I expect Cincinnati to come back in this one. I expect Joe Burrow to have a better game against this Carolina team. And also, hopefully they get the running game involved a little bit more with Joe Mixon in that game as well. But I do see Cincinnati winning this one at home against Panthers and moving to 5-4 and four on the season. Up next, we have a battle in the NFC North as the 3-5 Green Bay Packers take on the 1-6 Detroit Lions. Last week, the Packers suffered a loss to the Bills 27-17. Running back Aaron Jones leading the way for this Packers offense with 143 yards rushing. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers in this one, 203 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Wide receiver Romeo Dobbs showed up in this game with four receptions for 62 yards and a touchdown. Running back A.J. Dillon with 54 yards rushing as well. And wide receiver Samori Toure with a touchdown as well for the Packers. But again, this offense not getting able to think of things clicking. It looks like Dobbs had something going there a little bit at the end of the first half, but could not get anything going in the second half for this Packers team as they just weren't able to keep up with this very good Buffalo Bills uh, uh, team overall. But again, not a bad showing by the Green Bay Packers in this one. So at least showing some signs of life, especially the running game, almost having 200 yards total yards by both their uh, running back. So again, we'll see what they will do this week. Going against a very, very weak Detroit Lions defense as they were able to lose to the Dolphins 31-27 to last week. Quarterback Jared Goff throwing for 321 yards and a touchdown. Tight end TJ Hawkinson, who is not on the team anymore. He is now a Vikings, but in this his final game with the Lions, he had three receptions for 80 yards leading the team. Wide receiver Khalif Raymond with three receptions for 76 yards. Wide receiver Amon Ra St. Brown with seven receptions for 69 yards. Running back Jamal Williams in the back with 53 yards rushing and two touchdowns. 
Running back DeAndre Swift in his first game back from injury. Had a receiving touchdown in that game as well. Also, the Detroit Lions have fired defensive back coach Al, uh, Aubrey, uh, Aubrey uh, Pe- Pleasant. Uh, Peasant. Uh, Mount Ple- uh, Pleasant. Excuse me, I can't speak right now. From the Detroit Free Press and ESPN, Aubrey Pleasant. There we go. Get the name right for everybody. So, they, of course, the defense, the worst defense in the NFL right now. Easily for the Detroit Lions. So they got rid of the defensive back coach. They've been getting torched by uh, passes he make week in, week out. So they are now looking for someone to try to get these cornerbacks into shape and see if they will really do anything. I guess a very struggling Green Bay Packers team on offense and Aaron Rodgers would not have been having the greatest season as well. But again, going against the Detroit Lions, who knows what this game's going to look like. Uh, Lions like to play one half and then take off the second one, another half it seems like. So it depends. We'll see what Lions team we get this week. This game, I'm expecting to be a close one in my mind. The Lions lane, like they like to get you in close games every week. But in this one, I have to go with the Green Bay Packers. As much as I love my Lions, as much as I love them being at home in this one, I just don't see them winning this one. Green, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to do something to get this Lions defense in some way, shape, or form. Again, I do think this is going to be a close game. I think this will be a three-point game. Uh, but I just don't have hope for my Detroit Lions. I'm sorry, guys. I usually don't want to, I don't want to pick against them, but I kind of have to in this one, even though I think this will be a very close game. Won't be surprised if Detroit does pull an upset in this one, but I got to go with the Green Bay Packers in this one. I think they'll win this one by three points and move to four and five on the season, get back to their winning ways. Up next, we had what used to be a big rivalry in the AFC as the Indianapolis Colts at 3-4-1 and one take on the New England Patriots at 4-4. Four and four. Last week, the Colts lost to the Commanders 17-16. to 16. Quarterback Sam Ellinger with his first start of the season had a pretty decent game, 17 for 23 for 201 yards, but did have a fumble loss in that uh, game. Running back Jonathan Taylor led the backfield with 76 yards rushing and a fumble loss for him as well. Wide receiver Alec Pierce with a three for three receptions for 65 yards. Wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. seven receptions for 53 yards. Running back Dakeem Hines in this game had a touchdown and of course now he is a Buffalo Bill so we'll be able to see what he is going to be able to do for that team now that he's over there. And also kicker Chase McLaughlin with three for three on field goals for the Colts in that loss. Uh, but again, the Colts starting Ellinger in that game with Matt Ryan, who was injured, but it also saw that he's going to be benched for the remainder of the season as they're going to put their faith into Ellinger for now on. We'll see what he'll be able to do for this team. As for the Colts, they, I believe they did, did they pick somebody up? I believe they picked somebody up in the trade deadline as well. I can't remember if I said their name or not. Yes, they traded, traded Hines away. They were able to get Zach Moss. We'll see if he'll be able to do anything on this Colts offense in his first week with the team. So we'll have to sit and see what he could possibly do behind Taylor, see if he'll be a pass. Uh, threat for this Colts team, but again, we'll see what this team will be able to do against a very pretty good uh, doing a defense. We were able to beat the Jets last week, 22 to 17. Quarterback Mac Jones, 194 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception, but was sacked six times in that game. So uh, a lot of moving around for Mac Jones in that one. A running back Ramondre Stevenson had a great game. This one, seven receptions for 72 yards, also had 71 rushing yards in that game. As well, well I see Jacoby Myers leading the re- receive, uh, oh, leading receivers in receiving with nine receptions for 60 yards and a touchdown. And kicker Nick Folk had a lot of work to do in this one. Five for five on field goals in the game. So I got another interesting game in this one as the Colts. We'll see if they will do anything with the running game in this one. As John Taylor seems like he hasn't had the ball fully ro- moving here for a little bit now as they're trying to figure things out at quarterback. Seems like for the Colts. As for this New England team, they were able to get a big win last week against the Jets. A much needed win for this team. As now they try to get things rolling here once again. As offense looking pretty decent last week. Uh, we're able to do it, move around in the air and on the ground. I'm expecting a lot better performance from the New England defense this week. And I think they're going to be able to do that against this Colts team again. 
I'm, I'm going to go with the New England Patriots at home in this one. I think they just have the better team overall, and I think the Colts are still trying to figure some things out on offense right now as well. But I am going to go with the New England Patriots winning this one at home and going to 5-4 and four on the season. Up next, we have a battle in the AFC East as the 6-1 Buffalo Bills will take on the 5-3 New York Jets. Last week, the Bills were able to beat the Packers 27-17. Quarterback Josh Allen, 218 yards passing, two touchdowns, but did have two interceptions in that game. Wide receiver Stephon Diggs, six receptions for 108 yards and a touchdown. Running back Devin Singletary with six receptions, 67 yards rushing, I should say, on the game. And wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie and tight end Dawson Knox each had a touchdown in that game as well. And, of course, the Buffalo Bills adding Nakeem Hines to their offense now as a uh, receiving threat in the backfield now. So we'll see what kind of impact he'll be able to have on this very strong Buffalo Bills offense. Already, so I'll expect some big things for him in this uh, with this team. But again, the Bills continue to keep things rolling as they are able to go to six and one on the season after beating the Packers. But for the Jets, they suffered a loss to the Patriots last week, twenty-two to seventeen. Quarterback Zach Wilson going twenty for forty-one in this game, did throw for three hundred fifty-five yards, but had two touchdowns and three costly interceptions in that game that probably cost him this game with those interceptions. Westbrook Garrett Wilson have a great game. The rookie with six receptions for 115 yards. Tyler Coughlin, the tight end, with six receptions for 79 yards and two touchdowns in the game. Receiver Denzel Mims with two receptions for 76 yards. And leading the backfield is running back Michael Carter with only 26 yards in that one. Uh, but this one, I usually got to go with the Buffalo Bills. They're obviously the better team. I wouldn't be surprised if Zach Wilson has another couple of turnovers in this game as well. I'm expecting the Bills to kind of show who the true form of this Jets team actually is. Uh, I'm expecting the Bills to win those by 10 to 13 points, I would say. Uh, but I do see the Bills winning this one pretty convincingly on the road and moving to 6-1, and one, uh, 7-1, and one, I should say, on the season. Next, we have the surprising, another surprising record so far this year was the 6-1 and one Minnesota Vikings take on the 4-4 four and four Washington Commanders. As last week, the Vikings were able to beat the Cardinals 34-26. Quarterback Kirk Cousins, who's going to be going against his former team this week, the Commanders, on the road. Threw for 232 yards, two touchdowns, and also had a rushing touchdown in that game. Running back Delvin Cook with 111 yards rushing and a touchdown. Wise for Justin Jefferson with six receptions for 98 yards. Wise for Adam Thielen with 66 receptions for 67 yards. And running back Alexander Madison. Wise for KJ Bourne and tight end Johnny um, Mute with a touchdown each in that game. Also linebacker Darius Smith with a big game with three total sacks. In that game against the Cardinals. So he was getting in the back from quite a bit. We'll see if he'll do the same thing here against Washington this week. But again, Minnesota continue to keep things rolling on offense. They have looked very good. And like I mentioned before, they also have just added another tight end to their team. As TJ Hawkinson was traded over from Detroit to Minnesota. So we'll see what kind of impact he'll be able to have on this offense. Making them even stronger now in my belief. So this offense is now becoming very potent in Minnesota. As they try to make a run and continue uh, just keep a spread in that division lead is currently right now they have a I think it was right now a four game lead over the Green Bay Packers for that division lead so Minnesota looking very comfortable up front right now as they continue to keep things rolling against this Washington team who picked up a win last week against the Colts 17 to 16 quarterback Tyler Heineke having a good game 23 for 31 279 yards passing one touchdown did throw one interception also led their back with 29 yards rushing and a touchdown wide receiver Terry McLaurin Six receptions for 113 yards in that game. Running back Antonio Gibson, seven receptions, 58 yards and a touchdown. And wide receiver Curtis Samuel, with three receptions for 50 yards in that one. So Washington continues to win with Heineke at starting quarterback. With Carson Wentz still out, I wouldn't be surprised if Heineke is a starting quarterback even when Carson Wentz comes back. He's getting some wins for this team and protected the ball for the most part, even though he did have one interception in that game. But he's been doing a pretty good job 
doing what he can to make sure he avoids turnovers. Uh, but in this one, it's kind of hard to go with them in this one at home. I think the Vikings will win this one. Uh, I think this could be a lot closer than a lot of people think as well with them being on the road. I think this could be into a 7-10 to 10 point game, I believe. It could also come down in the end as well. But I see this Minnesota team just continuing to move along in this one. I see them pick up the win. Don't be surprised if there is a close game or possible upset in this one. Again, I can see it happening. But I'm going to go with the Vikings winning this one on the road, beating the Commanders, and them moving to 7-1 on the season. Up next, we have the 2-5 Las Vegas Raiders taking on the 2-6 Jacksonville Jaguars. Last week, the Raiders suffered a major loss to the Saints, 24-0. Wide receiver Mack Holland leading the way for this offense with 7 receptions for 64 yards. Quarterback Derek Carr struggling in this one, only have 101 yards passing. One interception was sacked four times. Running back Josh Jacobs, who's been having an incredible couple of weeks of slow down in this one of 43 yards rushing. And wide receiver Devontae Adams only having one reception for three yards in the game. So it's again, the team that seems like they're either at their highest of highs or at lowest of lows has another low this week as they just struggled against the Saints in that one and could not get anything going for them as they were shut out in that game. So we'll see if they can turn things around this week against the Jaguars who lost to the Broncos last week in London 21-17. Running back Travis Etienne Jr. had a great game, 156 yards rushing and one touchdown. On the other side, quarterback Trevor Lawrence struggled in this one, 133 yards passing, one touchdown and two interceptions. Leading the way, receiving was tight end Evan Ingram with four receptions for 55 yards and a touchdown. And uh, defense end Dewan Smoot Moody with a sack and a half in that game for the Jaguars. But overall, the Jaguars could not get anything going. They're running the ball very well with Etienne. That was a very positive side, but... Uh, Trevor Lawrence just could not do anything throwing the ball against that Broncos defense. Is now they go against another defense that isn't too great. Let's see if uh, going against defense that isn't so great against the Charger, uh, Raiders, I should say. Uh, both teams, of course, struggling on both sides of the ball so far this year. So this could be an interesting one. I'm expecting both the running backs to have both have great games. This one with Jacobs and Etienne. So we'll see what happens in this game. But I'm expecting both teams are going to rely a lot on their running game in this game. Again, this will be a very close one. This one could go either way as well. But I, with the Jags being at home, for some reason, my mind wants to go with the Jaguars getting the, I, I'm going to call this an upset in this one. I don't know if it is in betting standards or not an upset, but I'm going to go with the Jaguars for some reason. I just feel like this Vegas team hasn't got things rolling at all so far this year. And then again, they're at the highest of highs, the lowest of lows. I don't know what they're going to be this week. A lot of big question marks happening. As long as Trevor Lawrence can protect, uh, avoid turnovers in this game, I think they will be fine. I think they can win this game. I think the Jags need a win right now, and so do the Raiders as well. But I just feel like the Jags could pull it off in this one for some reason. I think it's going to be a three-point game at the end of it. This is a toss-up game in my opinion. But I'm going to go with the Jaguars getting what I'm going to call the upset in this one and going to 3-6 and six on the season. Now we get to our 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time Zone games as we'll start off with a battle in the NFC West as the 5-3 and three Seattle Seahawks take on the 3-5 and five Arizona Cardinals. Last week, the Seahawks beat the Giants 27-13. Quarterback Geno Smith in that one, 212 yards passing, two touchdowns. Wide receiver Tyler Lockett, 5 receptions, 63 yards, a touchdown, but did lose a fumble in that game. Wide receiver DK Metcalf with 6 receptions, 55 yards, and a touchdown. And running back Kenneth Walker the third with 51 yards rushing and a touchdown. And also linebacker, hopefully I said his name right, Ochuna Ochenu uh, Nowosu with two sacks in that game. Ochenu Nowosu, there we go. In full speed, I can say it now. Two sacks in that game, so a big factor in that Seattle win over the Giants on the defensive side. And Seattle keeps the ball rolling. They now lead the NFC, continue to lead the NFC West, I should say, 
now with a game over the San Francisco 49ers. But the Cardinals looking to get back in the division race, trying to get a game back with a win in this one. As last week, they suffered a loss to the Vikings, 34-26. to Quarterback Kyler Murray throwing for 326 yards, three touchdowns, but did have two interceptions and was sacked four times in that game. Also led the rushing in this game with 36 yards. Wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, 12 receptions for 159 yards and a touchdown. Big game for him. Wide receiver Rondell Moore with seven receptions for 92 yards and a touchdown. And then Zach Ertz also with a touchdown this game. And on the defensive side, J.J. Watt having a good game with two sacks against the Vikings. Again, this could be a very close, interesting game. I think this will come down to the very wire in this one. But again, I don't know if this is considered an upset or not. But I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals against the Seattle Seahawks. I think the Seahawks, yes, they've been doing great so far this year. They've been doing some amazing things. Uh, but now going against another good opponent on the road, I, how are they going to do in that territory? I feel like I Cardinals will be able to do just enough to win this game. Again, I expect this game to come down to the wire. But I like the Arizona Cardinals on the road in this one. I think Hopkins will have another good game in this one as well. Again, the Seattle team, not people who had a lot of high hopes on them. But I just feel like the Cardinals on the, at home have to win this game. I, I feel like this is a like the big game of the year for them as of right now and they have to do it this week and remain in this division chase i think they will do that by picking up a win in this one at home and beating the seahawks and moving to four and five on the season and next is a big game for both these teams as well two teams that are shockingly struggling so far this year as the three and four los angeles rams take on the three and five Tampa bay buccaneers last week the rams suffered a loss to the niners 31 to 14 quarterback matthew stafford in that game 108 yards passing one touchdown also did have a rushing touchdown as well. Wide receiver Cooper Cup, eight receptions for 79 yards and a touchdown. Wide receiver Allen Robinson in the second with five receptions, 54 yards in this game. And the leading running back in the backfield, a guy I never even heard of, Ronnie Rivers with 21 yards rushing. So again, Rams offense not able to do too much in this one. They were just, defense just got beat up by this Niners offense. Uh, McCaffrey pretty much beat them up in this one. So just the Rams could not get anything going in that one. And they suffered another loss to a division rival. And for the Tampa Bay, they lost on Thursday Night Football to the Rams, 27-22. Quarterback Tom Brady, 325 yards passing a touchdown. Also, Tom Brady set the NFL record for most times sacked in a career with 555. So not a record you want, but for as long as he played, that makes a little sense that he would have been sacked that many times and beat that NFL record. Also, for the first time in Tom Brady's career, uh, first time since 2002, Tom Brady's on a three-game losing streak. He is below two games below 200. Uh, just a lot of crazy things happening in Tom Brady's career right now. As I think this, if he loses this week, it'll be the first time he's lost four games ever in his career in a row. So, again, a big game for both these teams. We'll go there here in a second. Wide receiver Mike Evans is six receptions for 123 yards in this game. Wide receiver Chris Godwin, six receptions for 175 yards. Also running back Leonard Fournette and wide receiver Julio Jones, each of the touchdowns this game. Jones' first game back from injury, so we'll see if he becomes a bigger impact this week for this team. Also, kicker Ryan uh, Scope with a 33-for-3 on field goals in this game. Oh, suck up, I should say, not Scope. Ryan, suck up, 3-for-3 three three on field goals in this game. Also, some big news for this defense for the Buccaneers. They have lost linebacker Shaquille Barrett for the remainder of the season with a torn Achilles. So, a uh, big loss for this Tampa Bay defense. Their star defensive player out for the remainder of the season. So, uh, we'll see what they're able to do on the defensive side without him now. And again, a big game for both these teams. Either these teams want to probably stay in the playoff chase. They have to pretty much win this game, I feel like. So a lot of things on the line right now in this one. And I think this game could go either way as well. But I'm going to go with Tampa Bay at home in this one. I I just feel like Tampa Bay is the team more complete team right now over the Rams. 
Uh, yes, the Rams have Cooper Cup, and he can do as much as he wants to do. But if, if him just doing work, I just don't see them doing it. Tampa Bay has the poise to be an all-around offense if they can get Leonard for not running the ball. That is a key thing. They got to get Leonard moving up and down the field if this team's going to do anything. And it's it just... It's been surprising how bad this Tampa Bay team has been for kind of time. Of course, a lot going on in Tom Brady's life right now. So that's why I think I'm getting a little bit more pass than anything so far this year. But this team just seems like they cannot get anything going offense and defensive-wise for the Tampa Bay. But I'm expecting them to be the better team this week. I think they will be the better team this week. That is why I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers picking up the win over the Rams and moving to 4-5 and five in the season and going to try to chase after the Atlanta Falcons for that division lead. Uh after this week. And again, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers winning this one. Again, very, very, very close game. I think this is going to come down to the wire. But the Buccaneers will beat the Rams at home. Now we head over to Sunday Night Football. Where we'll have the pair of 5-2 and two teams in the AFC go head-to-head. As the Tennessee Titans take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Last week the Titans were able to beat the Texans 17-10. to Running back Derek Henry in that one. 219 yards rushing and two touchdowns. I believe that is a fourth straight game. Derrick Henry has ran for over 200 yards on the Texans. So what an incredible run he's got against them. But Derrick Henry putting the team on his back. And the reason why he has put the team on the back in this one was because quarterback, rookie quarterback Leek Willis made his first career start for the injured Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he didn't really have to do too much in this game. He only threw for 55 yards but did throw an interception. Uh, so the rookie in his first career start had a little light load. I think he only threw 10 passes in the game overall. I think it was 6 for 10. But again, uh, rookie quarterback... Just get him, get him on the field. Let Derrick Henry do all the load of the work and let him do everything. A wide receiver, Robert Woods, two receptions for 26 yards and one fumble loss in that game as well. But again, Texas realized they were going against one of the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, took advantage of that and were able to just run Henry up and down the field with them. I believe Ryan Tinnett will be back this week at quarterback, so the Titans will have their starting quarterback back for this week. And for the Cleveland uh, Kansas City Chiefs, I should say, they were on by last week, so they are ready to go for this one. I had a couple extra week to plan it out for this Titans team. As uh, we are going out in the bye week, we'll go over the top players' stats. As quarterback Patrick Mahomes leading the way with 2,159 yards passing, which is fourth in the NFL. 20 touchdowns with his currently first in the NFL. Five interceptions this year. And QBR is 76.7, which is currently third in the NFL. Again, Patrick Mahomes being Patrick Mahomes, having a fantastic season so far this year. We're back Clyde Edwards-Alaire leading the backfield with 288 yards rushing and three touchdowns. And the leading receiver for the Chiefs, tight end Travis Kelsey, with 47 receptions, which is tied for seventh in the NFL. 553 yards, which is tied for tenth in the NFL. And seven total touchdowns, which are tied for first in the NFL. Offensive-wise for the Chiefs, they are second total in yards per game with 403 yards. Second in passing yards per game with 296. And 23rd in rushing yards, 107. And in points per game, they are first with 32 points per game. So it's offense, again, on full cylinders. We're kind of hoping they can get that running game going a little bit more, being that low rushing-wise. But we'll see if they can maybe uh, continue to do that as the season goes along. Defensive-wise for the Chiefs, though, not fully good. Uh, they're 26 in yards allowed per game with 369. 30th in passing yards allowed per game, 277. On the bright side, they're a good run. Their rushing defense is their third with 92 yards per game. And points per game, they're 23rd allowing 25 per game. And uh, turnover differential tied at zero as they have eight turnovers on offense and defense. So again, turnovers have uh, maybe be a reason why they've lost a few games so far this year. But again, this team continuing to look pretty good so far this season. They are tied for a second with the best record in the AFC with the Titans. 
So now they're going to try to take over that second spot completely, I think, by themselves, I believe it would be. But uh, they will be without their star defense end, though. Frank Clark is suspended two games for violating NFL's personal conduct policy. That's going to sleeper, so he'll be out this week against the Titans. So good news for Derrick Henry. He's going to have to go against one less uh, strong star on the Chiefs. So we'll see if Derrick Henry is going to be have a good backfield this week. Again, I expect this one to be a closer game than a lot of people expect. I think that a lot of people expect the Chiefs to win this one. I do think the Chiefs do win this one. But I expect this game to be, again, a three to seven point game. I think the Titans have a pretty decent team. The only issue with the Titans is their passing offense has been, seems like horrible so far this year. They have no weapons out of as receivers. Uh, they pretty much have to rely on Dan, Derrick Henry for everything. So I'm expecting this game to somewhat be closer than a lot of people expect. But again, I don't expect the Titans to win this one. I think their offense just has too many holes in it. And I think the Chiefs will be able to pick up the win in this one and move to 6-2 and two on the season. Then we go to Monday Night Football where we have the 5-3 Baltimore Ravens heading to New Orleans to take on the 3-5 Saints. Last week, the Ravens were able to beat the Buccaneers 27-22. Quarterback Lamar Jackson, that gave 238 yards and two touchdowns. Tight end Isaiah likely leading the receiving for this team. 6 for 77 yards and a touchdown. I'll go over that while he was a leading receiver in a second. Running back goes Edwards with 65 yards rushing in the game. Wide receiver Demarcus Robinson, 6 for 64 yards. Running back uh, Kenyon Drake, 62 yards rushing and a receiving touchdown as well. Wide receiver Devin Duvernay with a rushing touchdown in this game also. And linebacker Justin Houston getting after Tom Brady in that game, getting two sacks in that one. Also in this game, a couple of injuries for the Ravens as tight end Mike Mark Andrews was injured with a shoulder injury. But they're saying he's okay and should be probably good to go in this one according to head coach John Harbaugh. So we should see tight end Mike Andrews in this one. But on the other hand, wide receiver Rashad Bateman, who's had some injury prone, has been injury prone recently, uh, was going to miss some time with a foot injury that's going to sleeper. So a big loss for this Baltimore Ravens offense is they're going to be out their top receiver. So we'll see if likely a company will be able to step up for Lamar Jackson uh, for the, the next couple of weeks while Bateman is out. And for the Saints, they suffered, got a big win against the Raiders. They shut them out 24 to nothing. Quarterback Andy Dolan, who looks like he will be the new starting quarterback for the Saints. Uh, he had 229 yards passing and two touchdowns in that game. Running back Alvin Kamara having a big game. Nine receptions, 96 yards, and two touchdowns in the game. Also ran for 62 yards and a touchdown. Tried to end Tyson Hill with 61 rushing yards in that game as well. Wide receiver Chris Alave leading receiving with five, uh, second, I guess leading the receivers in receiving with five receptions, 52 yards. And even then, Peyton Turner with two sacks in the game for the Saints. Uh, again, this game, I'm expecting this one to be a close one as well. Uh, Saints defense looked great last week. Let's see if they can do the same thing against Baltimore this week. Of course, a team that doesn't have any really breakout receivers. So the pretty much key thing is to contain the running game. For this Baltimore Ravens team. I think this game could be a close one. It could lead to an upset, I believe. No, I don't usually pick upsets too often. So I'm going to go with an upset in this one. Let's go with the Saints beating the Baltimore Ravens in this one. If Andy Dalton can protect that ball. That's the key thing. If Andy Dalton can protect that ball. If Alan Kamara can do what he did last week again. Where he can be a big part of the passing and running game. I think this team will be have a good chance to beat this Baltimore Ravens team. Especially at home. And then environment in the Superdome. I think uh, it's going to be a great atmosphere there for this Monday night game, especially going against the Ravens. Uh, if they can contain Lamar Jackson, that is a key thing. If they can contain Lamar Jackson on defense and his offense because it's not too many turnovers and any Dolan plays like he has been besides against the Arizona game where he just threw interceptions left and right, I think this New Orleans team is has a good chance of winning this one and I think they will win this one as I think the Saints will, I think it's considered an upset, will beat the Baltimore Ravens and go to 4-5 and five, um, this season. 
And that is the, all the games in week nine in the NFL. Like I mentioned, a lot of great games in the NFL this week. I think a lot of games that could be very close, very interesting. Uh, again, the trade deadline had a lot of big factors this one. Let's go over some of those interesting games I was talking about. Uh, I think the Chargers, Atlanta, Falcons game will be a good one to keep an eye on. I think that'll be a great game to watch. I also, this week, we have the, let's see, Buffalo Bills and Jets. I could be interested to see how the Bills and Jets will go. I think the Bills will beat them up, but two game, teams of winning records going against each other. I'll check out what will happen. I think Commanders-Vikings will be another good game to keep an eye on as well. See how that game will go. I think the Commanders will give the Vikings a little bit of a challenge. Seahawks-Cardinals, again, a big game in the NFC West. Who That can determine who how the division is going to go here for the remainder of the season. Uh, big game for Cardinals to get back in the division lead and also a chance for the Seahawks to add on to their division lead as well. For the Rams and Buccaneers, this is do or die for both of these teams, I believe. Winner has a chance at least to get back in the playoff hunt. Loser might be out of the playoff hunt. So again, we'll have to wait and see how that game could go for both those teams. Titans-Chiefs could be an interesting one on Sunday Night Football. And just like I mentioned, the Ravens-Saints, that should be a fun one on Monday night as well. So a lot of great game action going on this week. Should be fun to watch. I can't wait to see what's going to happen week nine. Again, it already being November, we're getting close to Thanksgiving. We're getting close to other things as well. I'm getting close to going to see my own football game coming up here soon in Chicago. As the Lions take on the Bears, so I'm excited to get to go see that game. Uh, first time I've been going to a Chicago Bears game. I want to go see the stadium before it closes. So I can't wait to go do that. Of course, the trade deadline, a lot of big players moving in that trade deadline. So I can't wait to see what the kind of impact they will have on those teams as well. Uh, but overall, it should be a fun week of football. Pretty excited for it. Can't wait to see what is going to happen. But again, uh, ready for another exciting week of NFL football. Week 9 in the NFL. But that is all the football I have to talk about here today. Thank you guys for tuning with me. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter and like me on Facebook at Cold Talk. That is at C-O-L-E-D-T-A-L-K. On there, you can message me questions or topics or you can tweet with me during the events. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Don't, also, don't forget to subscribe and our follow button to go to see when new episodes are released. Uh, uh, you can get follow all those. You can follow the podcast on any major platform, including Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, iHeartRadio, and other major platforms as well. Again, don't forget to subscribe on to see when new episodes are released. I'll tell you about those episodes. We'll talk about what's coming up here. Uh, Tomorrow, we'll be talking about AEW Dynamite Wrestling, and also I'll be doing NXT on Thursday because I was not able to watch the NXT last week last night and had some car issues, so I was not able to watch it. So I'll make sure I can watch that tonight and go over it with you guys tomorrow. So we'll have a double. Two episodes coming out on Thursday. On Friday, we'll do a preview for the WWE Premium Live Event Crown Jewel. We'll go over all the matches in that one on my predictions for each of those matches. On Saturday, we'll go over uh, SmackDown on uh, that happened on Friday night, so we'll go over that one. On Sunday, we will go over the pay-per-view for Crown Jewel, go over the, what happened in that pay-per-view and my reaction to everything that happened. Then on Tuesday, we'll go over sports again, so we'll talk about the end of the World Series. If anything, we'll be wrapping up on Sunday. So we'll go over the World Series and the winner of that one and how that series went. I'll talk about Week 9 in the NFL. We'll talk about college football. talk about the NBA. talk about the NASCAR championship, which will be concluding on Sunday as well. So a lot of great things to talk about on that sports podcast. So make sure you tune in on that one coming up on Tuesday. Also on Tuesday, we'll be talking about Monday Night Raw and what happened on that show. Now we'll wrap back to Wednesday. We'll be talking about NFL Week 10 next week. And also during that show, we'll be going over the halfway mark show. So we'll be going over all the division rankings, all the top teams so far this year by MVP. Who I think the MVP has been so far this year. Office player, Demons player, year, rookie of the year. All that stuff will go over in next week's show. And also next week, hopefully, we'll get NXT on Wednesday as well. But again, make sure you hit the subscribe and follow button to get alerts when those episodes are released. 
Again, I'm your host, Cole Martins. Thank you guys for being with me here today. You guys all have a great day.